The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Iligaynon or Ilonga belief. The aswang under this belief is classified into Balaynon aswang, the domestic aswang, and the Talunanon aswang or the forest aswang. The Balaynon aswang live in towns. People avoid getting into trouble or fight with the Balaynon aswang because their revenge is terrible. The Talunanon Aswang, it is said, live in the Aswang's lair. A secret haunt is somewhere in a wild cave or rough and unknown mountain fastness where he or she brings the captive children and the caged children, the one who is treated less kindly, 
is subjected to detestable vampirism by drawing a drop of its blood to the witch's horrible thirst. The Talonano Naswang do not kill unless they are aggrieved. They do not appear in human form. They are always in the form of a canine or a feline. At times, they transform into birds or bats or even into non-living objects. It is said that most aswang are identified as female ones. They sport long bedraggled hair, blazing red eyes, long dirty nails, and their bodies are slippery. Their tongues are long and black and bendable. Their appearance is ugly and revolting. Underneath their armpits are holes which contains lalanhan oil. Hiligaynon or Ilongo is the language spoken of in Iloilo, one of the provinces on Panay Island, and also in some parts of Panay, Negros Island, and Mindanao. The term Hiligaynon or Ilongo thus refers to the people who speak that language. The material from which this particular part is sourced says that the data were gathered solely from Iloilo province. The Aswang's power is sourced from the Tiktik, which is the black bird of hell, which takes in the form of the small bird black body feathered that utters the sound tick 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 from which it took its name this small creature builds its nest in the body of the host and its progeny seek abiding places of their own during the day the tick tick resides in the body of the witch when the darkness sets in the witch then makes a transformation as he chants incantations, Iring Santi, Iring Santa, Iring Santa Maria. The witch anoints his body with an unction compounded of strange herbs and the revolting grease. This unction or oil is said to be the Lelanhan oil, delivered from the word Lana, which is a mixture of fresh human blood, rotten human flesh, chicken manure and rare herbs which only the Aswang knows where to get. Then he finds himself in a trance state. He acts as if he is crazy. Saliva comes out in abundance from his mouth. His eyes become very red and his hair becomes very brilliant. Hair, long hair, starts growing on his body and arms. Then he now becomes a manananggal after his body segments. According to another version of this belief, once the ritual is done, the body of the witch fragments into two parts, 
the tick tick then springs out. The upper part assumes the form of an animal which can either that of a carabaos, a dog's, a cat's, or any animal. The lower part or the other hand remains at home or at the place where it has been left behind. Both the tic-tic and the aswang, its upper part in animal disguise, go out to hunt for victims. At the designated place where the pair's prey resides, the tic-tic and the aswang engage in some sort of a scheme. The aswang stays behind or under the house and divests himself of the phantom of the wild animal he has assumed. Thus, the aswang leaves the phantom animal which remains in that spot and the aswang and the tic-tic makes their attack on the targeted victim. So, there now has arisen three entities, namely the aswang, the tic-tic, and the phantom animal. If someone attacks the phantom animal by beating it physically, the phantom creature will just remain calm and silent, unaffected by the blows it receives. After they are done with their nocturnal hunting, the aswang and the tic-tic depart. They should be back home before daybreak. The tic-tic first goes back inside the hull body and then summoning his demonic powers, the aswang will knit together the two parts into one. The aswang's power includes the ability to make himself visible to a certain person but invisible to the others. It is said that this power is sourced from the lalanhan oil of the aswang. The aswang feeds on human liver and blood. The aswang's target usually consists of beautiful young children and women who are shortly to bear children. Whenever any one of them is within the area, the prey emits the sweet aroma of a fully ripe fruit like that of a mango which the aswang smells. From then on, the aswang becomes excited, itching to seize and attack the prey. The belief is that the aswang first seizes the victim and brings the latter to his lair. Then, he gathers into a bundle either talahib grass leaves or rice stalks or banana stalks. Using his evil powers, the swung transformed the bundled leaves or stalks into a duplicate of the victim, a living replica who looks exactly the same as the captured prey. This fake victim, otherwise termed as doppelganger, goes home to deceive his family that he has not been victimized or captured by an aswang. However, immediately after he reaches home, the doppelganger gets sick and dies. Of course, the grieving family then buries the dead doppelganger. 
the real victim who is captive by the aswang remains alive. The aswang will butcher and feast on his body only after the doppelganger is buried. A story once told that in one of the town in Iloilo, a tomb was excavated. On opening the coffin, there was no body or bones of the dead. Instead, a bundle of kogon grass in the form of a scarecrow was found in the coffin. At times, the aswang steals the corpse and substitute it with a banana steam or a bundle of kogon grass. Anyone can become an aswang, but those who promise to be lively. Aswang are usually singled out. To turn one into an aswang, the veteran aswang deposits saliva taken from the latter's mouth into the portals of the intended victim's ear. By doing this, a young tic-tic is transported into the body of the victim making the latter a new aswang. There is a certain night in the year where the aswang and his family come together for a carnival and then the night is hideous with the tricks they perform. If anyone believes he has been bewitched by an aswang, he must procure a special white incense from the church. He will burn this for three successive nights, reciting on each occasion the Apostles' Creed. On the first night, the identity of the Aswang who has bewitched him will appear in the smoke of the incense. The next night, he will know his future in the same smoke. And on the third night, he will know his fate, that is, whether he can escape the Aswang's power or he will die. There are two ways to determine whether one is an Aswang. The cut portion of an Aswang's fingernails are tossed into the fire in the presence of the suspected aswang. If he is an aswang, he will uncontrollably display reaction by showing his aswang nature, the manner or habit or even powers. Another way is by carrying a special oil called huntura oil that will bubble whenever an aswang is around or nearby. The person whose presence makes the oil bubble is an aswang. But it is believed that if the aswang gets to detect that a person near him is carrying a bottle of untura, he will attack the latter to get possession of the oil as supposedly the oil will augment his powers.
capturing an aswang may be done quite simple. If the house owner expects to be visited by an aswang, he should get the wooden club used for pounding rice hulls and trust a needle at the end of the club. While the aswang whose body is segmented is inside the house, the house owner should put the club across the doorway. This makes the aswang a prisoner in the house as he may no longer escape. At the approach of dawn, the lower half of the aswang's body which has remained in the aswang's lair will go to where the aswang is and reunite with the latter. In either case, whether the aswang reunites his or her two parts or not, the house owner may slay the aswang. Effectively kill an aswang, it is not enough to target his body alone. The aswang is invulnerable for so long as the tic-tic lives. The tic-tic inside the body must be slain too. An aswang who is about to die can transmit his powers to anyone who is willing to become one. The aswang then anoints the ear of the prospective aswang with saliva. The tic-tic then will emerge and hurriedly pass onto the body of the new aswang. If an aswang is wounded seriously, he can heal himself at home. But the person who wounded aswang visited the latter at his house and makes a remark on what is bothering the aswang, then the aswang is surely to die. It is said that the aswang have a leader, a very powerful one, to which all aswang show obedience and perform some duties and obligations. Disobedience by any aswang to this chief results in the disobedient aswang becoming crazy throughout his life or death of certain members of the disobedient Aswang's family. There is under this belief a creature called Bagat which usually assume the appearance of a big canines or other domestic animals. These creatures are usually are active and on prowl during full moon or when the night is terrifying dark. Though they appear harmless, the bagat pose danger if they are provoked or attacked. Another similar creature is called the sarut. Their appearance is unusual, like some odd-looking animals or even insects. They are usually found in places where the people are or go to. They are said to be harmless if undisturbed, but could be very dangerous too, like they can inflict diseases on the offender who hurts them.
Pampanga or Kapampangan belief. The Ustuang, which is the Kapampangan term for Aswang, appears like any ordinary human. He has two holes located in each armpit wherein white silk-like wings come out. These wings enable him to fly in the night to hunt for food. Usually, children or newly born infants or fetuses inside a pregnant woman's womb. The Ustuang can assume any form he likes as a camouflage to avoid detection. When he prays on a pregnant woman, he goes on the rooftop of the latter's house. He begins the attack by thrusting his thread-like tongue into a crack or hole on the roof, lowering it towards the target. Upon making surreptitious contact, the tongue then sucks the blood of the fetus. If it happens that the tongue is cut off by anyone in the house, the severed part will drop down on the house floor in the form of a big trunk of a banana tree, thereby causing a loud thud sound. But this banana trunk can be seen only at the very moment it touches the ground because after a few minutes, it will disappear. Ustuwang also pray on the newly buried corpse. At night, they go to the cemetery where they have earlier spied on the newly buried dead. They dig the grave and feed on the liver, the human organ they like to eat than any other parts. The Magkukutud is the Manenanggal in Kapampangan. He is capable of dividing his body into two. The upper part, which consists of the head, two hands, breast up to the stomach, and the lower part, which consists of the bottom part of the belly up to the toes. The Magkukutud appears as ordinary humans, but when they transform into their demonic body's splitting form, they can either lengthen or shorten their noses tongues, and ears. Their noses are at times flat, their tongues crooked like a snake, and their ears can grow bigger than those of carabaos. Their eyes, they burn red even the cold season. They attack at night. Their upper part flies, leaving the lower part behind. Once they are able to spot a dead body, Say, during a week, the magkukutud will poison the air around. That is, the atmosphere will cause everyone present at the wake sleepy. Then, they steal the body. It is also said that they can make the dead body, which they have stolen alive. Supposedly, they have a special medicine which they can use to bring the life of the dead man. 
Once this happens, the magukutud will cut into pieces the resurrected men and cook them with his blood. Then the magukutud will have a celebration, dancing and devouring the cooked human. The magukutud are said to be invulnerable, and the only way to kill them is to pour mabasang asin amakwi paminta or watery salt mixed with pepper in, in English. On the lower part of the half body at the time when the upper part is away. Then put a plaster across the exposed cut off part where the concoction has just been poured to prevent it from being washed off. The magukutud will not be able to reunite back to the lower part of the body once he returned home. This will result in his death. Bikol Belief The Asuang, as it is spelled in Bikol, A-S-U-W-A-N-G, it is also known as Asbo, is a witch who is either Asuang Nalakaw, the swift walking Asuang, or Asuang Nalayog, or the flying Asuang. But it is believed, however, that a walking Asuang may likewise transform into a flying one as he appears to possess both powers. The Asuang Nalakaw determines ahead of time the prey he is to attack. This he does by using his keen sense of hearing. In his house, he has either a rice mortar or a deep well. In case he uses the former, he puts his ear to the mortar to listen for the wails or cries of the mourning relatives of the dead. Or he gets inside the well where he tries to listen for mourners. Or another option, the walking aswang may decide to stand on his head inserted in a shallow hole in the ground. By the time the hour of 6 in the evening strikes, the aswang already knows his victim to attack. It is at 8 when the walking aswang departs his house. The Aswang Nalakaw's power of rapid walking movement, he has the ability to walk with the swiftness of the wind, weaving in and out of house post with the greatest ease, is believed to be sourced from either the putrid smelling oil which he applies to his body or from the darkness of the night. He automatically acquires his power once the nocturnal darkness sets in. The transformation is another power the walking aswang wields. If he thinks there is a necessity for him to use the disguise to achieve his mission, he may decide to turn into either an animal Either he takes the form of the first animal he gets to see while journeying, 
or he just takes the form of any animal he desires to be, or even a house post to escape detection or capture. If the destination of the aswang is the house of a bedridden tubercular who expectorates great amount of blood-glazed phlegm, he does not attack the sick person, rather he feeds on the tubercular's sticky reddish sputum. Usually, in rural areas in Bicol, the house of a tubercular had a split bamboo flooring that had a small opening where he could spit. The space between the flooring and the ground below of the house measured about 5 feet, enough to allow the aswang to position himself directly under the hole and feast on the voided plem. When is lake, the aswang appears like a pregnant woman, about 8 months advanced in the family way, and his teeth or nipples appear like full ripened cherries. It is around 4 in the morning when he leaves and goes back home to breastfeed his children. Then he goes back to his human form. He loses his power of locomotive either at the attack of the first strike of dawn or after he bathes in the river to remove the stinking special oil in his body. If the destination of the aswang is the wake of the dead person, he exhibits yet another power, that of to make himself invisible. He goes undetected to the room where the wake is taking place, and then, without anyone noticing, he can steal the corpse under the very noses of the morning assembly. This he does unmolested and concealed. He then substitutes the corpse with a banana stalk he has brought with him. He can make the banana stalk look exactly like the corpse as a ruse to avoid discovery of his deed. The only way to discover the fake corpse is to find out if the dead body has fingerprints. The Aswang Nalayog is of two kinds. The first is the simple one the swung flying with his entire body intact, and the second one that is called Ananangal, which severs his body into two. There is a magical oil or ointment, one which gives power of flight, which the swung uses. This putrid smelling substance is concocted by mixing chicken dung with either coconut oil or decayed human flesh and blood and kept either in a short bamboo tube measuring about one or two joints or in an earthen jar called tabor. Armed with this oil, the aswang then chooses the spot which he thinks is the right place to shelter him and body after he detaches from it. Usually, this place is either inside the house or in an uninhabited area. Then the ritual begins. With his right hand, 
which he has dipped or smeared with an oil or ointment. The aswang starts applying the stinking lubricant in a line from the tip of the left hand's finger running it all through the length of the left arm up to the left armpit then descending to the left side of the body then down to the outer side of the left leg until the tip of the little toe of the left foot is reached next is a repetition of the same thing the left hand applying the oil from the tip of the right hand's finger and so on until the tip of the little toe on the right foot is smeared with the magical mixture and as he does this he says out loud to himself the following words order equivalent siri siri daing dios kung banggi labaw sa kahoyan lagbas sa kasironggan translated in english the uttered formula reads siri siri there is no god at night over trees under houses it appears that these words repetitiously uttered will produce some kind of magical effects that will make the aswang wield the power of light. By saying, Daing Diyos Kung Banggi, the aswang is rejecting the power of God at night and at the same time, allying himself with the evil spirits which will give him the ability to fly. The last part of the phrase, Labaw sa kahoyan, lagbas sa kasirongan, over trees and under houses is a reference to the powers which the Aswang is petitioning from the evil spirits. In other words, the formula is true prong. The sealing of a pact between the Aswang and the, and the evil spirits and the expression of the desires of the Aswang to be bestowed with the power to fly. Once the ritual is done, the transformation happens. An oily membrane begins to grow on both sides of the Aswang's body, something which is similar in appearance to that of flying lemurs. The pair of the membranes will then serve as the Aswang's wings. This apparently signals the receipt by the Aswang of the power to fly. But if no such membrane appears, the Aswang will still become possessed with the power of flight. The ordinary aswang nalayog, with the body remaining intact, starts to flap his arms and jumps about continuously. Pretty soon, he will swiftly float in the air, as if he is ascending a hill or a mountain in a fast pace. As to Ananangal, the transformation is different. Here, once the ritual is done, the aswang rushes to a hidden spot against a house wall or in the forest or at the river banks and once there his head begins to detach from his body trunk and limbs the head here is severed and lifts itself in the air hanging from the head are the anangal's bloody internal organs that will sway in the air as the asuang Either the ordinary aswang nalayog or the ananangal hovers in the night sky, a cry 
or kakak or kikik emerges. Two theories are offered regarding this sound. One is that it comes from a night bird, the barokikik bird, which heralds the coming or approach of the aswang. The other theory is that it is the aswang himself is uttering the sound, or if not him, the small chick which is inside his body. Then he rapidly straight to the predetermined destination. Atop the roof of the house of his prey, the aswang searches for the spot to make his attack, finding the hole on the rooftop which he spies, he then sticks out a long thread looking tongue through the small opening. The thin hollow tongue then moves about until it reaches the sleeping victim, who is either sick or bedridden prey or the pregnant woman. The tip of the straw-like tongue then sticks to the victim to suck or draw either the phlegm of the sick or the blood of the expectant mother. Once the feeding is done, the tongue retracts back and the aswang departs the rooftop. The ordinary aswang nalayag then goes home to feed his children. As for the anananggal, he flies back to the trunk of his severed body and reunites back to it. If the victim of the flying aswang is someone who is traveling alone at night, the attack is made by sweeping down swiftly and seizing the prey in between the latter's leg. Instantly, the victim is brought up and tossed down, usually into a caribou's wallow where he will drown. Now, lifeless, the victim's body is feasted upon by the aswang. Usually, it is the female flying aswang that makes this attack in revenge to the victim who may have spurned her offered love. Attacks against newly buried corpses are attributed more to the flying aswangs than to the walking ones. Once he is spotted the grave, the aswang goes there straight and dig up the body and then devour it. Sometimes, he takes the body or part of it back home, and then he may make the corpse appearing like a pig to disguise it. Once his night affair is done, the flying aswang removes the foul smell of the oil by taking a bath in the river or, in addition to that, by reciting another magical phrase, which, if translated, would read, There is a god at night. By doing this, the aswang breaks his pack with the evil spirits and he returns to his normal human appearance. Anyone can be an aswang, male or female, young or old. However, the prospective aswang should be one with little or no faith in God and less in his fellow men. He must, in other words, detach from anything that has to do with God and the church and the recluse or 
antisocial. As such, he will have easy inclination toward the evil spirits. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.